Welcome to Everyday People Podcast with me, Nyung Bo. I'm your everyday person whose mission is to give everyday people a platform to share their incredible story, learnings and life tools to inspire you to dream and live your best life. I believe that you don't have to be famous, turn over a million plus a year, have lots of degrees or be in a high position to have something powerful to share and leave a positive impact in your community. I believe the only prerequisite is that you are being you and you are living the amazing life that is meant to be for you. That is enough to inspire me to go live my best life. Will you join me on this journey of sharing, learning and living alongside everyday people? Hi there, we are up to episode 16 of Everyday People podcast with Nung Vo. And I'm Nung Vo. <laughs> Just kidding. It's producer Annie Louie here and we are on the final episode of season one of this podcast and I'm turning the attention back on Nung because she is moving overseas. So she is the guest again for the final episode. Hi Nung. Hi. Welcome back to your own show. Yes. <laughs> How are you feeling? Very, very excited. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for last year, grateful for this podcast that started and your help and all my guests and all my listeners. And yeah, it's been such a fun journey. When did we start? It came together really quickly mid-year last year. And I actually released my first episode on the week of my birthday which is very exciting. And now we are up to episode 16, which is crazy. Yeah. I remember when you said you wanted to do a travel blog or a travel podcast and it's turned into something completely different from that. And I think it's more inspirational than what you ever thought it would be. Yeah. Thank you. And like people have been telling me that, which is so, so lovely. It's really nice to share with people like what I find inspiring and, you know, what shapes me and this podcast is a big part of that and the people that I've been meeting all year. I've been so lucky and so glad that this ride started and, you know, even though it's the last episode of the season, the ride hasn't ended yet. It's not finished yet. Yeah, Noor wants to do more podcasts when she's over in London, so hopefully I've instilled enough of the producing instinct in you so that you know how to crack the whip on yourself. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm going to definitely be calling you. I'm so glad, you know, you're a phone call away and a message away. Yeah. I Um, was going to give you as a gift. I saw I was really torn between two gifts. One was the Lonely Planet Guide to London and the other was a kind of a joke cartoon book that was about advice and it had all these cartoons for when you have to make decisions in life and graphs and things like that. I'm going to give it to you to say like, don't call me for advice. Use this book. <laughs> like it's got everything you need. You're being so clingy. Leave me alone. Get yeah, out of here exactly. already. <laughs> Has your visa come through yet? Like, every day people have been asking Nung, when are you effing off? <laughs> the process took so long. Took a month to get my visa. I did leave my job at the end of last year so that I could wrap up my life in Melbourne and apply for the visa, but I've really taken my time. Yeah, how have you been living in that time? What are you doing? See, I've been podcasting. I've been catching up on my life, basically, when I'm working full-time. don't have much time for life, but I've really just focused on me and make myself feel really, really wholesome and whole and get myself ready for my journey in a new country. I feel very lucky that I could do that. I feel very lucky that I could leave my job and be unemployed for nearly three months now and yeah be able to focus on myself that's not something everyone can do. Are you finding that you're getting at all bored of that after three months? Oh my gosh no I find stuff to do all the time you know a girl from work messaged me and she said 
You're the only person I know who could be unemployed and still have a billion things to do. Um, I've always got projects that I'm doing. I mean, I travelled for three weeks with a girlfriend uh, in January. We went to WA and we did some road tripping. That was great because I've never been to WA, but I love getting to know Australia better and trying to make the most of the summer here before I head to the UK. So it's been a great three months of self-discovery again and setting new goals for 2020 and... Yeah, getting the new version of Nyung ready for a new lifestyle. Mm. What are some of the goals for 2020? I'm such a goal setter. I want to be in touch with my science side, so I want to be reading more. Like I've found some engineering stuff from uni that I'm going to carry with me. I want to do some technical textbooks? revision. You're Not a textbook. Textbooks. It's kind of like my lecture notes. One of them is a structural handbook and one of them is a concrete handbook because I do prefer doing the new build projects where there's structural steel, there's concrete, but I'm doing more coordinating work. But I think it's nice to know the technical stuff again and not just have, I mean, I re- always rely on my engineers as a project coordinator, but I think doing that revision is going to help me and it's good to be inspired by the people around me, the people I've been meeting the last year. A lot of them have been in the science area and I'm like, I'm loving these conversations that we have. And I don't want to lose this side of me. And it makes me happy to know I am this sciencey, matsy girl. It sounded like you had some imposter syndrome about calling yourself an engineer because you yeah. haven't been doing that. And that's one of your goals is to own that. Yes. Year. Yeah, I did a master's engineering majoring in civil. Don't call myself an engineer because I'm more a project coordinator. But yeah, that is part of who I am. And I love science. I loved physics. I love maths. I'm just using my soft skills more. But there is that imposter syndrome. How do you feel about moving overseas in terms of nerves? You don't seem that nervous. (laughs) I am someone who just do stuff spontaneously and I trust the universe. I trust my instinct and my intuition. And I feel like, okay, so my word this year for 2020 is abundance. So, you know, I did have a little fear at the start. Like, what if I don't make enough friends? What if I can't find a place? What if I can't find a job? But I told myself, Nyung, don't have a scarcity mindset because that's going to crush you. Having a fear of not being able to find something is just going to attract negativity. So I'm consciously choosing to feel like there is a lot of abundance. There is a lot of jobs out there. There is a lot of friends I'm going to make, but I just need to go and get it. It can take time, but keep positive and attract that abundance into my life. Mm. So I think having that mindset and attitude gets rid of that fear and nervousness because at the end of the day you realize that everything always works out right there can be some challenges along the way but at some points in your life you realize you look back and you're like yeah I actually went through that and I'm okay so you just learn that you will be okay don't let the little fears get in the way Mm. because that's always going to be part of life how did you choose London of all the places in the whole world Um, To be honest, if I had a lot of savings, I could go wherever I want and just take my time looking for work, but I don't. London, I could get the youth mobility visa since I'm under 31 and I could work and live there for two years. Even if I don't find a job in construction, I could do some bar work or whatever. Whereas if I was to pick Berlin, which was where I wanted to go initially, I would only get six months there to find work. And what if I don't find something in six months? So same time as being spontaneous and Believing in abundance, I'm going to choose the path that is going to stress me out less, which is the path where I have a visa compared to not having one. So I think making those decisions is very important to put yourself in the 
better position possible. Control what you can. And you said to me that you hadn't even been to London before, which I think is <laughs> insane. How do you just decide to pack up? How do you even know you're going to like it? Um, I know I'll like it. I know that wherever I end up, I will like it because I think, again, you have to embrace it. You have to try and see the beauty in things. And it is actually not that hard. If you start trying to see what's amazing about stuff, it becomes a habit. I think I'll be fine. I mean, again, there's always going to be like things I don't like, but it's up to me to focus on that or focus on like the other amazing stuff. And you want to read up a bit about the politics around there? Yeah, so the Brexit's happened. So it'll be very interesting to see how that affects people there, how it will affect me. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting time and I'm going to try and have those discussions with people and try and integrate myself into their community. Have so. you met many English people in your life or British people? No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, really? You never talk in a fake British accent just because you can? I actually can't do that. I'm really bad. <laughs> uh, I reckon once you get there, you'll probably want to imitate them because they're uh... so funny. Like they got a good sense of humour. I think people in the UK are most similar to Aussies in yeah terms of around the world. You know, they like to swear, they like to drink. Are you going to travel around Europe as well? Do you have things on your bucket list um... to do? Yeah, I definitely want to go to Paris, take the train there. Denmark, my mum has a friend who lives there who was at the refugee camp with her in Hong Kong when she took a boat from Vietnam to Hong Kong back in her 20s. So, you know, I want to visit some people that my parents know and take the opportunity to, yeah, explore a new country. I think the listeners of this podcast won't know that it's actually the final touches on the production are done in Berlin Thanks to your ex-boyfriend, <laughs> ex- my mixed, ex-boyfriend. mixed by JD. John Emanitis, he's great. Yeah, he's in Berlin at the moment doing his music, but I'm glad he's made time to help clean up my episodes. And yeah, of course, need to thank Lynn, who was my housemate for the last year. She is also the photographer for all the covers. She's great. I'm so thankful for her. Yeah, not everyone gets a full photo shoot when every time they do a podcast. You give them the royal treatment. Yeah, with the podcast, I did find it very important. Um, so presentation is very important for me. I try to make everything as professional as possible, you know. It's very important to get the messages and the stories out there. And I think if I invest in the quality, then there is more likely chance of people listening. And looking back, I know you. it might be hard to choose between all of your babies, but what was the true highlight for you when you consider all 15 episodes? I did have a vision at the start and the vision was to have diversity. That's what I'm proud of, that, you know, we have such diverse guests on here and they're all so interesting in their own way and they've all, even you, Annie, after every episode you're like, oh, I learned that new lesson, you know, so we're both learning so much from each person and, you know, I'm so grateful for that, for these people saying yes and that they are able to show up as themselves with Maybe a little bit of nervousness and fear, but putting themselves out there is a big deal. I post on LinkedIn, professional platform. I post on my Instagram, on Facebook. I post on every platform. That's the people that they're putting themselves in front of. Mm. And the interesting thing is none of these people, or not many of them, have ever been media trained, including yourself. I think one of the most rewarding things for me was seeing you grow from having no experience or a lack of confidence at the start and now you're you're flying without notes right now and just, you know, riffing off this conversation and I feel that is when you're the most naturally yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. I don't think I would have been able to do it without you. You know, you're 
trained in performing and you're so giving. Yeah, I'm so grateful for that. And it's been yes, so much fun to see this side of me as well. And people to message me and say, hey, I can see the improvement in your podcast. That means so much. When I did start, I knew that I wasn't going to be amazing because I don't know anything about podcasting, but I knew that eventually I'll grow. And especially if I have the right people around me, like you and like Lynn and like Han, who does all my graphics and like John and my friends and people's feedback that I know that I will get there. Mm, I'm going to come to you for podcasting help when I launch a podcast of my own someday. Um, Yeah, because you did it entirely from scratch and I don't even know how to get a feed up. You know, <laughs> I think the vision is very important. I had a very strong vision, the vision and the people, definitely. Are you having yeah. people contacting you wanting to be on the podcast yet? No, I don't. I think it's because it's an everyday people podcast. So I feel like people generally don't think they're great, as in like they wouldn't put their hand up and say, I'm great, put me on the podcast, especially if they're an everyday person. And that's fine because I'm very good at looking for amazing people. So I'm happy to continue <laughs> doing that. I think that's my strength. And finding the amazing things in people that they don't even realise sometimes. You know, you're so used to who you are that you don't know how amazing you are. Mm. But I can see it. I think that's my talent, guys. (laughs) So, well, if they're listening to this and they think you're an extraordinary everyday person, you can get in touch with Nung to nominate yourself to be part of the podcast. That's something that I need to do is uh, message people more and ask for things. But, yeah, it's the same when I'm in London. Like, I want to continue podcasting because I know I'll meet people. I know I'll meet amazing people. But my focus is more on my career in the two years. So I'm thinking of releasing maybe once a month, but it'll be cool because I'm in another country. So you'll have access to amazing people in Europe. And yeah, I'll have to find a new studio, a new photographer. So it will be like a new project for me again with some experience. Tell me about the journaling you've been doing recently. Yes. So journaling is still a big part of my podcast. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, but journaling has really helped me to process life and uh, helped me to see how far I've come. And, and yeah, I have continued journaling since my breakup in February 2019. I have not stopped journaling. It's a big part of my life. It's something that brings me joy. I like writing. I like expressing myself. And I like looking back and reading the beautiful memories that I've made with my friends and with my dates <laughs> that I go on as well. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I journal about everything and I feel when I don't journal that maybe I'll be stagnant. Other people don't need to journal, but for me it works. It helps me to grow. It helps me to appreciate everything. Yeah, it's really cool that you have this side project now, along with things like yoga and other stuff. But yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. it's like we just created a hobby for you. <laughs> Great hobby. <laughs> if you could give advice to people who wanted to start a podcast, especially women, what would it be? I feel like if you have a fire in you that's burning, that needs to be addressed, go and address it. If you want to do a podcast, go and do it. Yeah, it's great to have dreams and things, but taking action and taking that first step is life-changing. Any brave step that you take, whether it's to start a new podcast or to start a new job, you need to start the momentum yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. And that momentum is like a great experience. And when you bring people along and people hop on board, it is even more better. Yeah. More better. (laughs) More better. (laughs) Don't deny yourself of that, you know, and it's, okay to fail as well you know I I don't know if this podcast is successful or not but to me it is because 
I'm proud of the work that I've put out. And I guess at the end of the day, just remind yourself that as long as you're happy with the report and it's not about other people, it is because you need an audience. But if you're proud of yourself, that's the most important. And I am proud of myself. Yeah, I think it's really cute when you post updates of how many listens it's got because the numbers aren't huge, but you see that as a massive jump in progress. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Well, yeah, at the moment we do have 176 unique listeners and imagine me in a room with 176 people. I find that cool. You know, that's a lot of people to me. That's a really good way to think of it. Like, it's pretty cool. Listeners from random countries? Somewhere in Europe or somewhere in Vietnam. I think if I could spread it far and wide wherever I go, that'd be very exciting. And, you know, bringing in guests that are from a different country, that's very exciting. And it's really cool to be able to, like, say shout out to all my Viet listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we do on radio. Sometimes, like, people will message in and they're actually in a different country and we'll shout them out. And it sounds like you have a global following, you know, so... When you're in London, you can say, like, hi to your Aussie listeners, but also ones in, like, France or, you know, it's so accessible now that you can do this. Like, globalisation means you can have an editor that's in Europe and then your producer, like, I could still be here in Melbourne giving you advice. Yes, need to have a more global mindset when you're in Europe. Mm. Yeah, even, like, local references and things might not – you need to explain what things are because we're not going to know, you know, where things are. Exactly. Who knows what's going to happen next. But it's very exciting and wishing you all the best, Nong, because, yeah, you've you've got all this experience now and you're going to do a great job and you seem really chilled out now that you've had three months off and you know (laughs) what you want and it's important to have that reset, I think, for a lot of people. Take a a gap year or a random three months off when you're actually young and you can afford it because you're not going to totally destroy all your savings and earning potential. You still have a lot of years to go and you know you're not tied down at the moment you don't have a house or a mortgage are you gonna come back definitely coming back so I think my mum was pretty surprised when I said of course I'm coming back mum like I'm all about my roots that's why even though I'm born in Australia I'm so passionate about my Vietnamese culture so it's the same if I'm in London in the UK I'm very passionate about Australia and knowing that it is a big part of my identity and I don't ever want to let go of it I think that's a great place to end season one of the Everyday People podcast with Nung Vo. We've been chatting and reflecting about all now 16 episodes. And do you have any parting words, Nung? Um, Just want to say thank you to everyone who's been supporting me, who's been listening in, who's been giving me reviews. Yeah, hope that you gain new followers and season two kicks off with a bang and brings you even more success. You've just listened to the Everyday People podcast with Nung Vo. You can find out more about Nung on Instagram at Everyday People Podcast or find her on LinkedIn under Nung Vo. For more episodes of Everyday People with inspiring everyday people, head to iTunes or Spotify, leave a five-star review and give Nung a compliment. <laughs> Thank you, Annie.